Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever time of the day you find this podcast, I want to greet you. I want to say hello to you. And I, with all sincerity, hope things are going well for you and yours in your corner of the world. This is Leah and Lewis, Critical Decision Pathway, with your money moment and your prescription for success. So tonight I am going to be very transparent. I think I do a good job with being honest and trying to deliver good content. But as I have begun to delve into the different types of student loans, I talked about Perkins, I talked about Stafford. I was actually going to do an update, but I was having difficulty because there is a difference between direct consolidation, where you actually have your loans consolidated through more of a, not a traditional process, but when you're done, it's not as if your loans are with a private person. They might be serviced by someone, but you basically put the loans that the government may have subsidized or things that you got from college that were not private, but you put them all under one umbrella. And that's different than taking the debt from a public entity. So anything that's associated with the government that's public into a private entity, which would be refinancing with the bank or with the credit union or with any other type of lender, because that can change the nature of the loan. So I've got to do way more research on that to be fair and to speak to you about it knowledgeably. Because I don't want to give you a bunch of fluff that just isn't good content. So I've just got to confess. I've got to level up. I've got to be transparent, as I said I would be. So today is D-Day. So today is Monday. I'm supposed to be really getting into it, talking about these different loan vehicles, talking about subsidized loans, unsubsidized loans, which I don't have a problem with. I kind of hit on it yesterday. Subsidized, they pay your interest until you get out of school. You can have a grace period of if I'm not mistaken, six months, once you graduate to give you time to get settled, unsubsidized loans, the interest starts accumulating right away. You may have a grace period, but there's no grace period on that interest once you graduate. So today was the day, but as I sincerely thought about it, because there are several different categories, headings, direct plus loans, Perkins loans, there are Stafford loans, there are so many different headings and I don't have a problem getting into it to say how much you can borrow, how much you can get over so many years. But at the end of the day, if I were 100% honest, I don't really care how you got the debt because the debt needs to be zero. I am not really focused on the different categories other than to provide information. And I don't want any particular person to be focused too much on the categories other than to 
get yourself out from underneath the debt. Now, it can be helpful. It can be helpful for a person who may have debt themselves. I was reading on the Internet. There's a couple. I believe their ages were 52, 52, not 32, not 42 and 54. And if I'm not mistaken, there was something on NBC.com about how they were just paying off all of their student loan debt and consumer debt. You're 52, ma'am and sir. 52. So this can be good information if someone has debt or if they know someone that is getting ready to go to school. But at the end of the day, it's not so important to focus in on the name of the loan, what type of what type of federal loan you have. The bottom line is the number. That's the bottom line. The bottom line is how much do I owe? That is absolutely positively the bottom line. So today, because this is an ongoing thing, like I have to um, get good information and listen to things and continue to expand my knowledge base so I can bring out the best content. That is what I do. And I've always been attracted to things about money and things about business on a very, very cellular level. So what I mean by that is, do I like things that are about a corporation, but a corporate entity, business finance, masters of business administration in finance, a chief financial officer, that's like a totally different accounts receivable, accounts payable, how you do accounting for a major conglomerate. That's not necessarily anything I'm too interested in. But when you talk about when people cannot afford to pay their bills and I'm tonight, I'm not talking to a person who's struggling. That's not... I'm talking about people who have the money and are mismanaging their money. So I want to do my due diligence. I want to bring you like all of this good information, but I am, it is a challenge. It is really a challenge to get down and talk because I just want people to pay them. Like it doesn't, it, it, uh, it doesn't because now I'm reading, this is debt.org. It says the Perkins loan program was extremely popular with need-based college students, but recent legislation will bring it to an abrupt end on September 30th of 2017. And this says Perkins loans were more desirable than Stafford loans because they were subsidized. Government paid the interest while you were in school and had a fixed interest rate of 5%. Other advantages of the Perkins loan included a longer grace period, nine months before repayment began, and special loan forgiveness provisions. And um, yeah, that's the one they uh, got rid of. 
plus loans are available for both parents and graduate school students. Plus loans are for parents and of dependent undergraduate students. And grad plus loans are for graduate students themselves. And the fixed interest rate on a plus loan was 6.31% in 2017. So it is very difficult for me to actually research it and break it all the way down. I've got to get a spreadsheet together. I don't have a problem doing it. But the most important thing, the most important thing is that the debt be paid off. Like everything else is just, it, it's just, it matters, but it doesn't matter. <clears throat> and for the most part, I'm attempting to reach out to people who, um, who the, the deal is already done. So is it, is it important for you to know the different types of categories? It might be interesting information that you can pass along to someone that you care about for them to not make the same mistakes that you maybe saw that you made. But once you have accumulated the debt, it it is totally up to you. And the most important thing is to pay it off. So now I'm on studentaid.ed.gov and this is just about the interest rate, direct subsidized loans and direct unsubsidized loans for undergraduate 5.05%. That's a lot. I'm sorry. That slipped out. Direct unsubsidized loans, graduate or professional 6.6%. <laughs> so that is better than a credit card, probably better than something you would get in getting private money and private loans, something from a bank, a credit union, some other type of lending institution that is a good rate. But over time, over the lifetime of the debt that you carry, depending on how much you have borrowed and let me just say this in case anyone is wanting to share this information with someone who was in school or thinking about going back to school getting a graduate degree getting a certificate program I've done podcasts about money mindset so when you decide that okay I'm going to pursue something you really got to think about what you want to pursue, how much money you want to spend, how that would affect your lifestyle. These are all questions that you have to ask. So I've been wanting to like talk about my resources in the sense of what do I listen to? How did I come about? I really want to talk about debt. I really want to help people get out of debt. Student loans are a problem. National Public Radio Marketplace that talks about what's going on with the market. The things that affect our economy. They talk about housing. And they very well may have talked about student loans at one time. I don't listen to Marketplace as much as I used to. Certain shows on CNBC, 
I really like The Prophet. I really like Frontline on public television. Frontline, periodically, they will have very good pieces about the housing bubble bursting. So that gives you like a global landscape of like what is going on with money. So you make very good decisions. So <clears throat> as I stated before, when I was getting ready to purchase my house, the interest rates were going up. So, and I came on the podcast and I told you that this information doesn't fall out of the sky. When I directly cite something, I tell you the websites, I tell you guys where to go, but I've been meaning to talk about, okay, what resources do I use? How do I get financial information? How do I find out about things? You can go onto your phone. And so if you Google search something, then they'll start bringing you slide decks or those little squares. And if you want to see more of something, you eliminate what you don't want to see on your slide deck and that brings more information to you. So that's where I saw about the couple that was 52 and 54 years old. I listened to Dave Ramsey's podcast. And I'm saying all of this to say, I can give you all the information in the world, all of the information in the world, but you can get that from anywhere. You can go to Amazon and order books like I do. You can read different things from different people about financial management. You can get magazines like money. You can do all of these things, but I have always kind of gravitated and been attracted to it to see how people are successful, how they make their money, and just to see how much money is moving in our nation. However, everyone is not going to be successful just by someone saying, go read a book and pay off your debt. Go get this magazine. It's an article about student loan debt. Somebody paid off $80,000 worth of student loan debt. You can do it too. And I've said, I have given disclaimers and I have said, I am not a certified financial planner. I'm not an MBA. That's not who I am. But I was thinking about it today. And I said, well, what, what is this about? Because we have so many good people who provide very good information. CNBC provides good information. You can get information from your nightly news shows. You can get information from PBS. You can get information from National Public Radio. But the one thing that nobody can be me at is I'm willing to get in the ring with you. To be perfectly honest, I don't want anyone to be in debt, but it grieves me when people actually have the money to pay off their debt and they refuse to execute a plan to do so. It's, it just saddens me. It really saddens me. And yesterday when I was doing some research, you can listen to the podcast from yesterday. There are payment terms for 25 years. Like people are moving debt around and they wind up with something whereby you're paying something for 25 years. I read something about a young lady. 
she finished school in 205 or 207. It might have been 207. And she was saying, you know, I'm making payments, but nothing is moving. I started off on 27,000 and I've been paying for 12 or eight years. It's either 12 or I'm sorry, 11 years because it's 2018 and I just I haven't made any headway but she went and bought a house and said I've already paid $20,000 on my house well had you moved that money to your debt you would be out of debt and some people say well home ownership and you can accumulate equity in a property but you have a debt that has not moved significantly in 12 years so are you going to pay the student loan debt three and four times, but yet you are paying off a house. So sometimes, yes, I'm being very preachy tonight because this student loan situation is out of hand. Sometimes you need someone that can look at your situation and see something that you can't. Second of all, you need someone who can tell you that you can do it and you can make it. And there are a lot of coaches, coaching programs, people who offer one service or another, but I'm a scientist. My background is in pharmacy. I've told you guys before, I've been a pharmacist for a very long time. And for me, I have to be able to say that I provide something, say that I do something and and actually do that well. So it can't be, it can't be in the abstract and there's nothing wrong with that. Do, do I want you to feel better? Sure. You know, do I want your overall outlook on life to be improved? Sure. But at the end of the day, I want you to pay this debt. And if you feel better, that's great. But at the end of the day, I want you to pay the debt because I'm going to feel better because you're not in debt. And we can feel better together. So, as I stated, I am, I am, because today is Monday, and I had to bring you guys some information about these student loans. But they're like, so, okay, so, let me just say this. Let me just clarify, because I don't want to come across as if I'm lazy, or if I don't want to do the work, or if I'm promising content (laughs) that I'm not willing to deliver. So, Tomorrow, Wednesday, at some point, I'm actually going to do a breakdown and pull myself together. But my issue is this is designed to confuse you. It's not designed for the consumer to win. If you don't have a strategic plan, once you get those loans to pay them off, it's not designed for you to be successful. First of all, let's just think about it. I was listening to an ebook today. And what the author said made a lot of sense. I was listening to You Need a Budget by Jesse Meacham. And what the author said made made so much sense because I'm trying to bring my audience this great information. I want to tell you about the loans. I want to break everything down for you. I want to be transparent because I say, hey, I want to work with medical professionals, people who can, for the most part, pay the debt, but they haven't paid it. So the damage is done. So he made a very good point. He was like, I don't like the student loan industry because we target people who have no financial wherewithal to make an informed decision about what they're doing. 
And I just hear story after story of people graduating and they had no idea how much they owed. They had no idea who they owed. They had no idea how much interest. They, they just don't have an idea about anything. So now that I'm getting more into it, the label doesn't matter. If you want to advise someone or help someone along the way, a niece, a cousin, a child, a close family friend, and you want them not to do something, then these labels matter. But once the damage is done, the best thing to do with the student loan debt is kill it. I mean, I'm talking <laughs> murder was the case. I'm talking 187 on the debt. Because other than that, it's not, it's not good. Consumer debt, anything. It binds your future to uncertainty. That was my post on my Facebook page at your money moment. It binds your future to uncertainty. It doesn't matter what label you put on it. Plus loan, Perkins loan, Stafford loan, unsubsidized, sub subsidized. It doesn't matter. It binds your future to uncertainty. And some people say, I'm certain. I'm How could you be? It's like you have to pay this. And in one of my earlier part podcasts, I did do an editorial update, but it's very difficult for this to ever go away with the exception of you paying it. Like for you to get a hardship approved or for it to be discharged in bankruptcy, you have to meet such a high criteria. That's people just say, well, it's impossible. So that is what... I wanted to share with you guys tonight, your podcaster has been challenged by some of the things that have been going on with really wanting to do a good job and bring you some sound research, but it grieves me to uh, look at this because I know it's not designed for the consumer to be successful. So we'll unpack more of this in the upcoming days. This has been Leah Lewis with your money moment in your prescription for success. Have a great night wherever you are.